Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, I got the nation's best-loved Chris-munching sports aficionado, Gary Lineker, in trouble, not intentionally, I should add, with our lovely mild-mannered friends in the British media. I think this whole episode really is revealing of a lot of things. Now, this week I published an article with Raz Gal, who is an Israeli-American associate professor of Holocaust and Genocide Studies. That's quite an important detail, I think, in this whole story. Nobody could reasonably conclude that Raz Gal doesn't know what he is talking about. Now, I did a 40-minute interview with him, very thorough, and he argues in that interview that the Israeli onslaught against Gaza is a textbook case of genocide. His argument is scholarly, it's grounded in huge amounts of research, legal knowledge, historical knowledge, and of course knowledge of what's currently happening at the moment. Now, whether or not you agree or disagree with him, I'll come on to that, everybody should surely, I think, agree, we are kind of consensus, that his argument deserves respectful engagement. And the least you can do, if you've got a dissenting view, is to engage with the substance. Now, I posted a 13-minute clip of this interview on Twitter, which has gone hugely viral. Millions of people have seen it on that medium alone. Now, Gary Lineker helped in that process because he quite rightly quote-treated it with worth 13 minutes of anyone's time. And then all hell broke loose. Let's hear a clip from the supposedly offensive interview, which is actually, as I've said, a very scholarly grounded interview with Rassi Gal. And if you haven't watched the whole interview, please do watch it for yourself. Now, the case of Israel's attack on Gaza is actually very uh, unique. Uh, um, it's actually exceptional, I think, in a number of ways, but it's, but it's unique in the sense of dis- discussing it uh, as what I think it is, that is genocide, because the intent is so clearly articulated, right? And it's articulated, it's articulated throughout uh, Israeli uh, media and society and politics now. And anyone who follows Hebrew language sources is exposed to shocking, shocking language by members of parliament, by journalists. What happened next then? Well, basically every media outlet piled in on Gary Lineker. At the time said BBC staff's anger after Gary Lineker shares Israel-Gaza genocide video. Uh, the Mail, uh, BBC staff fury at Gary Lineker after Match of the Day shared video which accused Israel of committing textbook gen- genocide in Gaza in fresh impartiality row for broadcaster. Uh, Richard Littlejohn, who is one of the most unpleasant people probably in the British media, um, from my perspective, which I think is saying quite something. Um, he goes on here to say um, that Gary Lineker told his almost 9 million followers that an interview by The Guardian's resident toy town trot, Owen Jones, that can be my epitaph, um, with Holocaust historian Ralph Gal was worth 30 minutes of anyone's time. The mere fact it was being hosted by pro-Palestinian anti-Israel fanatic Jones tells you in advance where this was heading. We can't all be as moderate, can we, as Richard Littlejohn? Um, anyway, it goes. he goes on along that kind of vein. The I joined in. BBC boss faces test of leadership after Lineker shares Israel genocide clip. Now, this is, I think, uncomfortable. 
uh, but we need to say it. A BBC Newsroom source says it is an inflammatory video for someone of Gary's prominence to share at a time when Jewish people are feeling threatened. The Times had a similar vein. The Post caused dismay amongst BBC staff. One raised concerns that it would be bloody awful for any Jewish colleagues that have to work with Lineker. It's pretty shit for any Jew having to work with quite a few folk here right now. Look, anti-Semitism is a grave evil. A grave, grave evil. 2,000 years of anti-Semitism, which have meant history is littered with terrible atrocities, which culminated in, of course, the Holocaust, in which two-thirds of European Jews were exterminated. Now, there is an increase in genuine anti-Semitism at the moment, and there are people who conflate what should be a justified opposition to the horror being unleashed against Gaza with hatred against Jewish people. That's a genuine issue. It has to be confronted. That there's no, there's no two ways about that, and I would never seek in any way to belittle that point. That is not the same as Gary Lineker saying that an Israeli Jewish historian who specialises in the Holocaust and genocide studies discussing the horror in Gaza has anything to do with hatred against Jewish people. It is ludicrous and offensive to make that argument. It defames Raz Sigal to make that argument. Now, um, you know, this is conflation, isn't it? And that's, that's the point. We need to have a clear boundary, and that includes people who oppose, of course, what Israel is doing. Now, the spite went on in their normal, mild, uh, thoughtful way. Um, accusing Israel of genocide is despicable. Double think. Gary Lineker's Israel bashing has exposed the moral rot of the woke West. They sound like Vladimir Putin, these people. It's essentially what he always goes on about, the moral rot of the morally decadent West. Weirdos. Stephen Pollard, the editor at large of the Jewish Chronicle, accused Lineker of universe-bending ignorance. Well, I mean, you know, who to defer to here? Stephen Pollard or a associate professor of Holocaust and Genocide Studies. Same, Greg Smith, Conservative MP for Buckingham. It's inconceivable any right-minded person would give that video the time of day. I bet they've not even watched it, have they? They've not watched the interview. Has Greg Smith watched this interview? And if he has, why not just engage with what the substance is? I'd love to hear what he thinks. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, what I do want to say is this. Some might go, you could just cherry pick a specialist who backs up any old opinion that doesn't make them representative or indeed right. There are scientists who dissent from the consensus on the climate, for example, and you always get them cherry picks and go, well, 
look at, you know, here's a spe he's a scientist and he doesn't think that cl the climate emergency is real. So it isn't real. But I would note that as early as 15th of October, nearly 800 scholars and practitioners of international law, conflict studies and genocide studies signed a letter warning of potential genocide in Gaza. So it can hardly be said that Rausikal is some mild, you know, some, some aberration here. Um, indeed, the UN Special Rapporteur on Human Rights in the Occupied Territories of Palestine, Francesca Albanese, herself a distinguished international lawyer, who I have also interviewed, also warned of the risk of genocide, as did a statement signed by a range of other special rapporteurs. The point I keep um, making is what I find so unhinged about this current nightmare, which is being actively cheered on by political elites and most of the mainstream media, is there is no subtlety. If there was a hypothetical war crimes tribunal against Israel for what they have done in Gaza, which, you know, as in the current world order, there isn't going to be, but if there was, you wouldn't need to go through some classified secret documents in order to work out what Israel's intent were. You would just have to listen to what Israeli leaders and officials say. When Benjamin Netanyahu, for example, quoted from the Bible, about Amalek, the nation of Amalek, when God orders the Israelites in revenge for Amalek's attack on the Israelites to kill all men, women, children, and livestock. Genocidal. Isaac Herzog, who is the president of Israel, who early on essentially, well, just did talk about the collective guilt of the Palestinian people in Gaza um, for not rising up against Hamas and therefore being complicit in what they did. When um, a, a senior IDF spokesperson said that they were using missiles for damage, not accuracy. Well, we've certainly seen that and the consequences of that. Um, when uh, the Israel de defense minister said we're fighting human animals as he justified cutting off all basic needs of human life, like energy and food and water. Um, you know, when another um, spokesperson said... Uh, of the military that they were going to reduce uh, Gaza to a city of tents with no buildings left standing. A former top military lawyer, the former top military lawyer of Israel, uh, said that um, you have to destroy every single building in Gaza because every single building has Hamas in them. Israel's finance minister saying a few days ago he agreed with every word of a column written by a former top general which declared a humanitarian catastrophe in Gaza, including severe epidemics of illness and starvation, will hasten victory. A, a leaked document by the Ministry of Intelligence, led by supposed Likud moderate, whatever the hell that means, but r relatively, um, in which uh, the preferred option is given where the whole of Gaza is ethnically cleansed of every single Palestinian. The Deputy Speaker of Parliament arguing Israel is too humane, burn Gaza no less. Loads of other examples. And we're not, I'm not even talking about the genocidal language of many journalists and media outlets. That matters too. As we saw in Rwanda, um, that is criminal. It's incitement. Um, so it's not just intent, there's incitement as well. Now, there's also what's happening in Gaza, obviously indiscriminate bombing and the destruction of the conditions which allow life to be possible. The civilian death rate, as I keep pointing out, the percentage of civilians dying violent deaths is much higher than other conflicts like Syria, like Yemen, like Bosnia, like Iraq and Ukraine. And indeed, people do describe what Russia is doing to Ukraine as genocide. That's actually just a mainstream view to have. If you said that, nobody would regard that as controversial. Um, so why doesn't it apply here? You know, because as horrific as what Putin is doing to Ukraine, the overall destruction and death um, in terms of Ukraine as a whole compared to Gaza as a whole 
for Gaza was obviously much worse in a much shorter space of time. You know, the argument then made is, well, Ukraine didn't do to Russia what Hamas did to Israel. Now, even if you part the outrageous dishonesty of starting the clock of all this horror on 7th of October, you don't adjudicate whether or not something is genocide based on how it began. That's not even slightly relevant to whether something is a genocide or not in actual fact. Whether or not something is a genocide is judged by stated intent and the actual policy being pursued. However, that what, however, is justified, however it all began. That's the point made by Seagal. Now, finally, just a point about this whole Gary Lineker thing, because my friends at Navarra suggest this is an example of Owen Jones derangement syndrome, which is um, just my existence provokes ire and fury, partly because there's been such an assault on the left and attempt to drive the left out of existence. The fact that I've not died in a ditch um, is provocative to a lot of people. So the fact Gary Lineker shared me uh, as though I was a legitimate political uh, or media actor um, has set them off. Um, so, but, but the other issue I think is that an example, they're trying to make an example here um, because they know that they're losing the battle for public opinion. They know a lot of people are horrified and disgusted by what's going on. Apologists for this massacre also know that many people are scared to speak out for fear of being smeared for doing so. Gary Lineker is a household name. He's a mainstream liberal. He doesn't have my politics and that's not to disrespect him. We all have different views. But I think as prominent liberals go, his heart is very much in the right place. Now, I know lots of high-profile people are privately telling me, I know that, that they're horrified and disgusted, but they don't feel able to speak out. Someone like Gary gives permission and space for others to speak out. They're scared about that, the apologists for this horror, and um, hence the pile-on against Gary. Now, the claims he's in violation of impartiality rules are nonsense. You know, we had the previous attack on Gary when he uh, compared the rhetoric of the government to 1930s Germany. To quote the LBC's own article, following the review, the BBC decided to allow its top stars to share their own views on social media, but must stop short of political campaigning. Presenters are also prohibited from commenting on political debates during the election period or taking up official roles with campaigning groups. Well, none of that applies at all in this particular case, so they can't get them on that. Now, finally, I think this has backfired badly. It spread awareness. People read an article, they're like, oh no, what? This is outrageous. What's Gary Lindgren done? And then it's like, Israeli-American academic specialist in Holocaust and genocide studies. I think a lot of people read through that and go, he might know what he's talking about, actually. And then go and look for the interview themselves. So thanks for attracting more of an audience to get people to hear what Razzigal said. I'm very thankful to Gary uh, for using his platform as he did. Uh, he got a lot of shit for it for nothing. He is on the right side of history here. People have to remember that. Others who aren't speaking out, you've got to be on the right side of history here. This is one of the great atrocities of our time. It is a despicable atrocity. It is a disgusting atrocity. And the complicity of the media and political elites alike is something which will go down rightly in infamy throughout history and history will not be kind to those who cheer this atrocity on i have no doubt about that so here's to others speaking out and that's what they're really scared about please like and subscribe do keep the show on the road on patreon.com forward slash owen jones 84 uh, share this video to get the word out and i'll speak to you soon